welcome back to Becoming Better Podcast. This is your host, Hope Moquin. And as always, you already know, I'm so thankful that wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, that you chose to tune in to today's episode. Truthfully, I have just been blown away over the past two to three weeks of all the different messages that I've been getting from you guys and all the different follows and comments and just everything. I am so grateful that these episodes have been able to speak to your heart and to minister to your heart. I'm so thankful for the stories that I've gotten from you guys of how there is a specific thing that your heart needed in that moment when you listen to one of the episodes, whichever one it is, that God is doing something through this, that he's doing something in you, that he's speaking to you, that he's showing up, that he's giving you little reminders that he sees you and that he hears you and that your prayers aren't going unnoticed and that he's not looking you by. He's not looking over you, but he knows exactly where you're at and he has a divine purpose for your life in the moment and in the season that you're in right now. And sometimes all we got to do is to realign our focus and to look at him to find out what that purpose is. And in some seasons, you know, we're not going to understand it while we're going through it. But the beautiful thing about God and the beautiful thing about the relationship that we get to walk in with him is that in some seasons, no, you don't understand it while you're going through it. However, when you get to another season, you'll be able to look back and you'll see exactly why things happened the way they did or why some things didn't happen the way that you thought they were going to happen because God works all things together for the good of those who seek him. And if you're listening to this, you're taking a step to seek him. You're taking a step to grow in your faith. You're taking that step of saying, God, I want to know you more. I want to understand your purpose for my life more. I want to set aside time to listen to your word, maybe through other people while I'm driving, while I'm doing this. I just want to learn more. I want to know your heart more. And so if that's you and you're listening, you're already taking a step towards knowing him more. And I'm so proud of you. And God honors that. He really, really does. I feel like I personally have a very different ways of going about things certain times because I'm recording this right now and I don't even know what I'm going to title this episode. I really don't. I'm just, I'm a big proponent on just being led by the Holy Spirit and what does he want to speak? What does he want to do right now in this moment? Where does he want us to go in the Bible today? What does he want to share with you specifically who is listening? And so we'll find a title for this when I'm done recording probably, but I have an idea of where I want to take this and I want to open it up starting in Psalm. Psalm 27, read with me. Verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, 
do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not. O God of my salvation, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. But I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for every single individual who is listening to the sound of my voice right now. God, I pray in this moment that you would just fill them with your Holy Spirit. God, that you would fill them with your love, that you would open their eyes to see you in a way where they may not have seen you before. God, I pray that you would fill them with joy, that you would fill them with the peace that surpasses all understanding, that I don't know who's going through what in this moment, who's struggling, who's hurting, who's fearful, who's stressed, who's anxious, whatever it is. But God, I ask that you would fill them up with your everlasting peace and your comfort and your joy, that they would look to you and they would find comfort, that they would look to you and that they would find peace. God, I ask that you would speak to every single lady who is listening today, God, that you would show up in the area where they need you to show up. Pray that you would interrupt their schedule and that they would make room for you to sit down with them in their life, God. That whatever they're asking for, God, I ask that you'll give it to them if it's in accordance with your will for their life. I thank you that these ladies have taken it upon them to take steps towards knowing you more. You honor that, God. I pray blessing and favor over every person who's listening to this. And God, I ask that you would bless this time in your precious name. Amen. I want to hit on verse eight. You have said, seek my face and my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek? Let me hit on the usage of vocabulary in this scripture. The word seek. What does that word mean? If you Google it, you'll find every definition to seek. It says to attempt to find something. Attempt or desire to obtain or achieve. Search for and find someone or something. To seek means to go to, to ask for, to request, to try to acquire or gain, to aim for. Seeking is not sitting on your butt and doing nothing. You'll hear people say all the time, yeah, I seek God. I seek relationship with God. But then you ask them, when's the last time that you took 30 minutes away from your phone away from people, away from the TV, and you just sat with God uninterrupted time for 30 minutes reading your Bible and praying. Majority of people will look at you with wide eyes because um, they don't know the last time they did that. God says to seek him with all of our heart, to make that a priority, to go to him. That is not just sitting while you're scrolling on Instagram, while you're scrolling on TikTok, while you're hanging out with a big group of friends or whatever and saying, God, I love you. I believe in you. No, that means making him a priority. And getting to the secret place. And I know that can be like a Christianese, like maybe cringe term sometimes. People are like, oh, you got to get to the secret place with God. But you know what? I'm at a point in my life where I don't care what sounds Christianese or cringe or weird. There is just too much at risk to be so careful with the terminology that we're using because we don't want to come off weird. Like Christianity and this whole concept of God, it's not normal. 
And we try to use logic to understand an illogical God. And then we expect it to make sense. Okay. It's not going to make sense sometimes. Faith is believing what you may not be able to see in that moment. And the world is so loud about whatever they want to believe about, be whoever you want to be, do whatever you want to do. Nothing matters. Yada, yada. There's no God, whatever. I'm telling you right now, you need to get to the secret place with your father. You need to seek God in the secret place. You need to make a time and a place every single day to go to God and spend time with him. We talked about it in the last episode, how hard seasons typically push us to spend time with God, but that shouldn't be the only time that you're getting to that place of desperation to be with God and to hear from God just because you're hurting and you need him to come through. That's not how it was intended to be, to only go to God when we're hurting, to only go to God when we need him to do something. We should be going to God every day, thanking him and praising him and just spending time with him because of who he is. And because what he has done is already enough. And the other day I was driving and I was praying. And after I spoke these words out loud in my prayer, I like just paused for a minute when I was driving and I just let it sit there because I was like, wow, one, I can't believe that just came <laughs> out of my mouth, really. But two, it I don't know, it, it shifted something in my heart. And that's like the thing about prayer is like when you get in a habit of just praying out loud and just always trying to spend time with God, you're going to, I don't know, what's inside of you is going to come out and it's going to shock you sometimes in a good way and maybe in a not so good way sometimes, but it's okay because God can work on our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. But I was praying and I was driving. I was saying something along the lines of, God, I just, I thank you for who you are. And the more that I come to seek you and the more that I come to pray and the more that I come to talk to you, I have noticed the less and less I come to you asking for something. Because what prayer does and what spending quality time with God does is that it begins to shift your heart. It begins to put you in a place where you start to desire what God desires and you begin to fall in love so much with the creator. You begin to fall in love with God so much that these things that used to be such a big deal that we would plead for and beg God for It becomes so minimal when you can get an eternal perspective of how big God is and how small our lifespan here is compared to eternity with God. And I was praying, I was like, God, the more that I come to just thank you, the less and less I'm noticing that I'm asking you for things because I know in my heart that when I'm seeking you, you are going to align my path the way it needs to be. That when I'm acknowledging you, you're going to work it out the way it needs to be. So I don't even have to come and beg you and plead with you for all these things because I'm just seeking your face and that is enough. And when I was praying, I said that I was like, God, even if you never did something again for me, I would still come to you every day and thank you and praise you because what you've already done is enough. And let me just tell you right now, that was not always my posture. I was not always praying like that. I didn't always view it like that. I'm going to be 26 in, oh gosh, in a few weeks. And oh, I'm about to get emotional. I'm about to be 26 next month. And God came and literally rescued me. And he picked me up and he saved my life when I was 16. And he used a leadership college to do so. 
but I was an atheist. I was clinically depressed. I had an eating disorder. I was messing with drugs. I was finding love in all the wrong places, contemplating my life every single day. I mocked God and he still came running towards me. And at 16, this God that I made fun of my whole life, it was like he looked at me and he said, I still want you. And, and it changed my life. And so I'm turning 26 next month and it's going to be 10 years of me getting to know the heart of God a little bit more. It's going to be 10 years of me on this pursuit of my relationship with God. Whew. Okay. So I'm walking into 10 years of seeking God. And I would love to sit here and tell you that it has been a consistent progression this whole 10 years, but that is just not the case. I had an awful relapse two years in when I was 18. I fell back into everything that I originally left to follow Jesus. And it was one of the hardest things ever to get back up. And I used to talk about that, how it's different when you are living a lifestyle of sin and you hear this gospel, you hear this Jesus person. It, I think it's easier to let go of everything and to follow him in that way and to keep moving forward. But it is harder after you've already left that stuff. You've said yes to God. You've been on that pursuit. You're in that relationship with God. And then you willingly let go to go back to everything that you were once in. It is a whole lot harder to come back from that because there's just feelings of guilt and shame and condemnation and the enemy telling you that you're a failure and you suck and who could ever reject Jesus like that, all kinds of stuff. And so that was a whole other journey in and of itself. But then after that, there was never really a time where I rejected God ever again. There were times where I definitely lived in sin, um, but I still knew that what I was doing was wrong and that I wanted God and that I wanted to live the life that he created me, created me to live. But what I'm getting at is that it hasn't been perfect and it's still not perfect. Oh my gosh, there will be people who look at me and still say I'm a baby Christian, even though I've known him for 10 years. I'm still figuring it out. We're all just figuring it out. And honestly, we're all always going to be just figuring it out because God is that big. There is that much depth to him that after we think we figured something out, he's going to reveal something else to us and something new to us. And it's beautiful and it's a fun journey. It's it's what life is about. This is the purpose we were made for, to know our creator and to help other people know him too. I get emotional like that because I have seen God do the impossible. I really have. I have seen God do things that literally don't make sense that only God can do. I have been in the lowest of the lows. I'm telling you, sleeping with cockroaches, not having a car, breaking off an engagement, not having a relationship with my family. I have been in the dirt. All right. All right. And then I've had my high moments too, but it's literally only because of God. And I look at these scriptures in the Psalm where it says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. The one thing that I have asked of is that, Lord, I want to seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that you will hide me in your shelter, that my head will be lifted up, that I believe I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. Wait for the Lord. I don't know who needs to hear this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. He repeats himself because there's a significance there of waiting on God. Let me speak to somebody who's listening. We don't wait on God so that we can get what we want. We don't prioritize God 
and make an effort to get into that secret place with him so he can answer all of our prayers. We wait on God and we prioritize that uninterrupted individual time with him so that we can quiet our souls to hear what his plan is for our life, what next step we ought to take to continue to walk on the path that he has paved out for us. We wait on God and we prioritize that uninterrupted time with him so that we can always be in a position to hear when something isn't right, when something in our life is out of line. So we can be in a position to always be able to either remove something out of our life that doesn't need to be there or make an effort to bring something into our life that should be there. For an example, you guys know I will always be so honest. I I don't know. I feel a lot safer on this podcast to share about all of these things than I do writing it in an Instagram post because you can't fit everything that you need to and you can't fit everything you need to in a TikTok video. So I feel a lot safer to be just gut level honest and vulnerable on here because I can explain it all and not have me sounding like crazy. I mean, maybe I do sound crazy. Honestly, I probably do sound crazy sometimes. I've done some stupid, stupid things, guys. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just human. And maybe, maybe I'll do like a special episode where I just share some of these crazy things I've done because I, I guarantee some of you guys, your jaws would be on the ground. Like ain't no way. Yeah, I did. I stole a jet ski when I was 15. (gasps) Yeah. See? Yeah. (laughs) That's another story. I was crazy. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> the importance of waiting on God and having that dedicated time one-on-one with him to be able to listen to him and what he wants you to do in your life, what he wants to do in your life. When I was, I got engaged when I was 20 and I broke off my engagement two months before my wedding when I was 21. I loved this person. This was a great person. Um, and God knew what he's doing because I'm married now and he's married now to a woman who is so perfect for him. And so God always knows what he's doing, but we were engaged. And if I hadn't been disciplined in spending that time with God and positioning myself in a way to hear the still small voice of God and positioning myself to act when God spoke, I'm not going to say that my life would have been over or that I would have messed up the plan of God for my life because, you know, God can bless things. God can put his hand on things. That's that's another conversation. But I truly believe that I would have missed out on God's best in areas of my life. And I would have settled and I would have just taken on what was good and what seemed right. I would have missed out on what actually is right because I settled for what seemed right. And was that easy? No, I looked like a crazy person because everyone saw how great of a guy he was. The guy who I was engaged to, I'm sure, oh God, he pro- we've never talked again. He probably thinks I'm crazy, but that's okay because I, I was listening to God and people are going to think you're crazy sometimes when you're listening to God and when you're being obedient to God. People might think you're a maniac. People might think you're dumb. People might think you're smoking something. People might think you're insane, but who cares? If God has spoken you to do something, you need to do it. He's going to honor it. He's going to bless it. And you're going to see one day why he said that. But you don't get to hear those things if you're not prioritizing and waiting on God and making an effort to get into that secret uninterrupted time with him. 
It is vital for your life. It really is. Are you broken in some areas? Do you need healing in some areas? Are you anxious in some areas? I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to counseling. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do whatever, fill in the blank. I believe in counseling. I think everyone should go to counseling. But have you tried at all to go to God and tell him about it, to have that uninterrupted time with him and bring it to the feet of Jesus. I'm not saying he's going to heal you right then and there. I'm not saying that all your problems are going to be gone because I do believe on the resources that God has given us to utilize. But have you even gone to God and taken it to the feet of Jesus firsthand? Because I'm telling you, there are things that counseling has brought out of me and has helped heal in my heart and has helped reveal things to me that seriously impacted me as a child with just different relationships in my life, Um, family relationships, friend relationships, all those things. Yeah, counseling has brought immense healing to my life. But can I also tell you that some of the most profound moments in my life that I really genuinely believe, I don't say this lightly, changed the trajectory of my life were when it was just me and God in a quiet room, in a quiet closet, me opened up with my Psalms, holding it to my chest, crying, just telling God what was going on and how I was hurt and how I felt like I was never going to get over this. And in those moments when it was just me and him, those are some of the moments where he healed things instantly, where he showed me what the purpose was in things, where he showed me a glimpse of what the future was going to look like when I just went to him and I made an effort for it to just be me and him to sit together Those moments have brought the most healing. Those moments have brought the most gratitude and love and just fulfillment in my life of just sitting with our Heavenly Father. And what's crazy is that this is not just something that is accessible to me, but it's accessible to you and it's accessible to anybody who what? Who seeks after it, who goes on an attempt to search and aim for to seek after the face of God. It is available to you and he wants that for you. But do you want it for yourself? Is catching up on every single new Instagram story more important than the God who put breath in your lungs? Is scrolling on TikTok for hours a better use of time than spending 20 to 30 minutes dedicated time with the God who puts you on this earth? Is FaceTiming that boy, Snapchatting that boy? I think you should delete Snapchat. Any of those things... Is that more important than spending time with the God who can give one word that would change your life forever? Talked about it last week. God knocks at the door, waits to be invited in. Are you inviting him in? I say it all the time because people ask me, they're like, how did you get to where you are today? Or how did you do those things that you did? Or how are you so able to be honest about the things that you've gone through? And literally my answer, I have no freaking idea. The only thing that I know, which I don't care, maybe this makes me sound less credible, whatever. The only thing that I know is that I fell in love with Jesus. 10 years ago, when I was 16, I fell in love with the God who gave me another chance. I fell in love with the God who put breath in my lungs and I gave him my yes to everything, whether it meant taking stuff away from my life, putting stuff in my life. I just gave him my yes and it has been that way ever since. And when you do that, 
when you prioritize, when you make him the center of your life, I promise he's going to do things in your life that you could never imagine. He's going to heal things in your heart that you thought would be broken forever. He's going to bring people and connections into your life that literally don't make sense. He's going to bring you up to doors that you never could have gotten to on your own, but through obedience and through listening to the Holy Spirit, he got you to places that you could never get to on your own. He's going to do things. He's going to reveal things. He's going to heal things. He's going to speak through you to people. He will do more than your wildest dreams if you just give him your yes. I feel like people who don't understand relationship with God hate my answer when I say that, but that is the answer. He is the answer. That's the only thing I have for you is to fall in love with Jesus. Read his word, dedicate and commit your life to him because why he deserves it. And he is the only thing that is going to get you where you want to go, where you truly want to go in your life. He is the prize. He is the goal. He is everything that you could have ever imagined and more. I promise you want to become better in any area of your life. You want to become the best version. You want to become an example that is so worth to look up to. Fall in love with Jesus. Wait on the Lord. Prioritize dedicated, uninterrupted time with him and watch your life change. Watch people begin to ask, what's going on? What are you doing? What's different? I need what you have. You know what what you're going to say? I fell in love with Jesus. That's it. I spent time with him. I took him seriously. This is for someone. Take him seriously. He's not this jack-in-the-box. He's not this mythological creature. He is the God of the universe who put breath in your lungs, who has a divine plan for your life. Take him seriously and watch what he does in your life. Becoming better is not for our personal gain. Becoming better is about becoming an example that we wish we had. And how are you going to become the best example? You're going to reflect our creator. You're going to reflect our heavenly father. Your characteristics are going to become more and more like our heavenly father. That is going to be the best example you can ever set for somebody is when you are pointing them towards Christ, when you're pointing them towards Jesus. And if you're here, that's what we're about. That's what we're doing. And if you need accountability on that, if you need steps, if you need guidance, you need encouragement, reminders, That's why Becoming Better started our membership of a community of girls where every morning we're sending out Bible scriptures. Did you read your Bible? Here's the word of the day. Here's the reflections. Here's worship playlist. Here's a prayer request section. You need support and friends. We have that for you. That's why we started. And if you want to join, you want any information about that, I always put the link in our show notes and we talk about it on our Instagram and TikTok all the time. You need accountability? Join. I made this for you because I understand the importance and the significance of making Jesus the center. That is the answer you're looking for. That's it. And so I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you felt like this ministered to your heart, I want you to share this on your socials and I want you to send it to a friend. Wait on God and take him seriously. Those are two things that will change your life. And so if this ministered to you, I'm so thankful. I'm seriously so thankful. I love that you're here. I love you. I don't even know you, but I know that I love you. Okay. I do. And so as always, if you have any questions or you want to chat or you just need help with something, don't hesitate to reach out and email me at podcast at hopemoquin.com. If you're looking to join a community of women who are all going after the same thing, the link is in our show notes and on our Instagram. And as always, oh, wait, 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 real quick, real quick. I, you guys, I'm so excited for this. We are in the talks of bringing on our first guest and I have a few lined up. And so I actually need to send her a little email because 
the first guest that we're bringing on, you guys are in for a treat. She is literally amazing. I am so honored and blessed to be able to even have her agree to come on. So be on the lookout because we will be recording an episode very soon with a new guest. And so I can't wait for that. And so yeah, like always, I will see you back here next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye.